really, this is just the beginning of the spiritual evolution. Like, that's just the nature of life is to grow and to evolve. Welcome to episode 15 of the Tried and True with Caroline podcast. On today's show, I'm talking with Sabrina Parati. She is a fellow podcaster. The name of her podcast is called Cultivating Spiritual Curiosity, and she is also a voiceover actor. Our hope in this conversation is that you leave knowing that you always have a choice and that nothing changes if nothing changes. So without further ado, welcome to episode 15. This is Tried and True, a place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowered and fulfilling life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, and learning to balance all of the things is another story, but it's worth it. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you are listening. If you are looking for a place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you gotta do this thing, know that progress is better than perfection, and momentum is magic, you're in the right place. And you know that thing you keep looking for that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer, my friend. I believe the messages that we hear are never a coincidence. And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. By listening to these cultivated conversations with experts, thought leaders, and fellow entrepreneurs, you are opening the channels of expansion and allowing new sources of inspiration to ripple across your brainwaves, reminding you to come home to your already amazing self. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. Your time is now, my friend. Welcome to Tried and True. Let's get this show started. I'm ready. I am more than ready. <laughs> All right. So everyone, welcome. Today I have on the show, um, Tried and True with Caroline, I have Sabrina Karate. She is a fellow podcast hoster of the Cultivating Spiritual Curiosity podcast. She is also a voiceover for commercials, podcasts, and probably anything else you could think of that we could do a voiceover on. Yeah. Um, she does have a beautiful voice. And, you know, before I read that you were a voiceover, I'm like, man, this girl has a really great voice. When I listened to your podcast before I reached out to you, and I'm like, wow, she's got a really great voice. You know, oh, some people so just sweet. have like a, a compelling voice. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. That, um, yeah. And so it was like, wow the voice really like captured me first before I started even listening to what you were saying. Maybe she like has voice trained or she's a singer or something. Yeah. And then when I read that you did voiceovers, I was like, Oh, okay. Now yeah, I get sense. it. Now Aww, it makes sense. <laughs> thank you. That is so sweet of you to say. And unfortunately today I can't, it's a bad representation of my voice. Oh, since no, I'm no, so no. stuffy and congested, but no, thank you so much. That's no. so sweet. Before we get started, I introduced Sabrina and I found Sabrina through the podcast collaboration group. And I, she reached out, you know, asking for new guests and I 
said, well, her podcast looks pretty established. I'm going to just try and put my name in the hat and see what happens. (laughs) And it happened. And I'm super excited. And then she agreed to do a podcast interview with me. So that was super awesome of her to do. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Honestly, I'm just so passionate about podcasting as a whole and not only running and having my own podcast, but being a part of other people's shows and their stories and helping share the wisdom that they want to share. It's another passionate part of why I love doing podcasting. So thank you so much for asking me to come on the show. No problem. So let's start with your Let's start with your podcast, Mm -hmm. Cultivating Spiritual Curiosity. When you started that podcast, had you kind of dabbled in the spiritual curiosity since you were little, since you were in high school? When did you start on this spiritual? I'm curious about what this spiritual thing means. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is we're diving in. Okay. So um, it's so funny. So I started my podcast back in 2018. And when I started my podcast, it was just cultivating curiosity and it had no spiritual element to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It was me interviewing people from all walks of life who just had a story to share. That was the main, and that still is my, my tagline, so to speak today for the show is everyone has a story. What is yours? Mm -hmm. And even though today the show is really focused on spiritual evolution and growth at the time, it was really just kind of sharing nuggets of wisdom from all walks of life. And then over time, I started interviewing more and more people in the spiritual realm, so to Mm -hmm, speak, who mm -hmm. were yoga teachers or meditation experts or whatever. And I was like, wow, these are the episodes that I look forward to the most. And these are the episodes that resonate with me the most. And I do have to say, I've always been very aligned with my spirituality. And ever since I was, I don't know, elementary school, probably, I would be thinking to myself, I want to find my true self. Like ever since that very young age, I've had that awareness Mm -hmm. that there is something so much more than just me, my physical human body this life that I'm living now, I've just had that, this awareness. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, my brain was so tiny. It wasn't fully developed yet. I couldn't put it into words. And over the years that manifested honestly into a lot of anxiety of, especially in my high school years of trying to answer these big life questions that my friends weren't plagued by. It was me that was questioning, is there a God? Who is my true self? what am, what is my purpose like those big life questions and then i had my friends over here that are like sabrina like what <laughs> why are you at, like just live life and and so i was really plagued by that for a long time even into early college because nobody else could relate to me in that way and i just i'm a very logical person i think that's part of one of my challenges in life is I am a straight A student. I was a straight A student. I am a high achiever. I love numbers, facts, logic. But on the other hand, I'm also fascinated with spirituality, which Mm -hmm. is the most mysterious thing in the world that doesn't have an answer. And so I spent my childhood, young adult years trying to blend the two and trying to make sense of something that isn't supposed to make sense. And it just caused a lot of just anxiety, like I was saying. So really what opened me up to spirituality, it was 
everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I was studying abroad in Florence, Italy with my fashion program. And we took a weekend trip to London. And it was like one of those weekends where I was just like, my anxiety was really on a trip. I was like, oh my God, like I can't get out of my head, ruminating thoughts, all that, all that fun stuff. And I was talking about it with someone on the trip. And she said, why don't you read The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer? And she was like, I heard about this book from Kate Hudson and Kate Hudson read it, was promoting it. And she's like, I read it and it like truly changed my life. And I was like, okay, like why not? So the second I got home from studying abroad, I bought the book. And to this day, I truly consider that book like my Bible. Like I have Mm. reread it at least 10 times. I have all these notes written in it, highlighting notes all over. And it truly opened my mind to, wow. Okay. First of all, I'm not the only one that thinks this way. Like I read these words and from Michael Singer, I was like, oh my God, like he is just answering everything Mm -hmm. and just showing me that like, I'm not the only one that thinks this deeply about life. And that really just blossomed into me starting to do yoga. When I was in college, I was doing like three yoga classes a day at one point, and it really just blossomed from there. So now I have all these wonderful spiritual teachers, Michael Singer, Eckhart Tolle. I have all these wonderful people that have guided me and formed me into the woman I am today, but he was really the catalyst. He was Mm. that person that launched me into this whole spiritual thing in the first place. Um, And now I have just become so much more grounded in my beliefs because I have been exposed to all this wisdom and knowledge and these people who have spent their whole life thinking the same questions I've been thinking and trying Mm -hmm. to come up with answers. And I've really resonated with Taoism and um, Buddhism. And it's just been a really fun, challenging journey to evolve and try to figure out what makes sense for you. It's a different journey for everybody. But um, yeah, that's, that's how it's evolved. And now over the years, I've started to realize this is what I am passionate about. Like at the end of the day, yes, making money is important. Traveling is important. Having a family is important. But what is one of the most important things in my life is my connection to my true source. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what, that's what creates lasting happiness, which is what everyone's looking for when they buy that new car or they buy that new dress or they get that new job. But like, I have felt it for myself that when I am fully present, connected to my true self, not worry, not in my head, like that is just like an aliveness and a happiness that can't be given. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just been this, like, as I've gotten older, I'm just like, wow, this is, I always joke that by the age of 50, I'm only 27, but by the age of 50, I'm going to be like in this like Hawaiian retreat, like dressed in all linen and beads and like chanting all day. Like that's like, I feel like I'm slowly becoming more like (laughs) woo-woo, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. (laughs) It's funny you said that because when I was doing a, when I was doing a meditation the other day, the meditation asked, where did I see myself like 10 years from now? And I've always said that I wanted to have, and it's so funny you said that, I've always wanted to have a house in Hawaii. Mm. And I envisioned myself again in that 
probably same garb that you're talking about <laughs> the you know the what do you call it it's like not a frock but it's like a, a moon yeah. you know like a, a <laughs> trina turk uh beautifully designed gown with yeah. my beautifully curated mala beads mm-hmm. and i'm just you know there in all of my zen and glory and that's what i envisioned <laughs> it, it it is kind of cliche maybe in a sense but I think that when we are able to grasp that, that ability to know where our heart and our body and our mind are completely in sync to where our vision is, then it's just us catching up to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that, that's basically how it works. I I think people, yes, we have our pictures on the wall and we have all of the things and we make the vision boards and we make the whatever, and we make our list of all the things, but really it's, it's honing into those experiences and looking at that and what person, what version of me has to be present now to get me to that space. And that's who you have to embody. Mm Mm-hmm. All the time. That's the way it works. It's not like I put the Maserati up on my board and then tomorrow it appears or I can't just sit back and be like, okay, I put it on my wall. Where did it, where is it? No, you have to work for it. But if you're not genuinely doing, I think the thing from the heart you're manifesting, you just have to be very careful with the manifesting. Like you can manifest all kinds of things Mm -hmm. and you don't even realize it. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I, when I read the secret late last year for the first time, like I always knew of the secret, but I never actually read the book. And so I read the book and one of the main points that made that really made sense to me was, yes, you can put up the vision board, but instead of just sitting back and assuming, okay, now that's all going to happen. You need to we're all energy, right? So in order to manifest what you want in life, you have to meet that energy and you have to essentially come up to that frequency. So instead of just wishing to, I don't know, be the healthiest version of yourself, let's say, instead of just sitting back and just imagining it and daydreaming about it, you have to act from that space. And then when you actually, that's like my big word is like action because I'm like in my head, a lot thinking and overthinking and ruminating. And in some way, I think, I think subconsciously my brain is like, okay, you're comfortable here. You're, you're somewhat helping the situation, but no, like what really moves you forward is acting. So if you act from that place, you change your energy, you change your frequency, and then you match that thing or state of mind or quality of life or whatever you want, you match it when you start acting from that space. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really just like, it's a game. It's a magical game that happens and life is just learning how to play the game. (laughs) And that, that is really true. And the fact that you're learning this at such a young age is just, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I look back on when I was a kid and even now just teaching my own, my own three kids, how the process works. I'm like, you guys are like, leap years ahead of where I was at your age. Mm-hmm. And, but then again, I'm so excited for them because they're so young and they're able to grasp this and do learn about, you know, have all this wisdom about yoga at, you know, 19 and 20 and 20. I mean, it's like, 
you guys are just, you don't realize how, how good you have it with all of this knowledge that you have. I mean, and I'm just grateful, you know, I'm jealous that they, that they get to experience it so young. And I figured it out later on in life, but Mm -hmm. at least now they can take what they know and then help bring it to their friends and awareness. And they've, you know what I mean? So it's, it becomes a trickle down effect and little by little, we start to bring it to the younger populations. And I think that that's, that's kind of what's missing. Yeah. You know, in like, in like the younger, um, you know, high school age kids, maybe even, I mean, when I was a teacher, I would teach as much, I used breath work more in some of my kids than I would do myself Mm -hmm. because of their anxiety. And I was always the one they call when somebody needed, you know, a kid was not having a good day and he was losing his Mm-hmm. marbles and it would be me that they would call send me to the room whatever but it's like why don't we allow this to be taught in school yeah. it's not like it's a religion yeah it's simply just awareness of of body and mind and and vision and planning and just being their complete person so that they're not constantly looking outside of themselves Mm -hmm. for all of this, you know, validation. And that's where it all comes back to is learning to self-validate, learning to value and be able to, to self like self-love, but don't look to your friends and look to everything else for validity. Yeah. You are your own validity. Yeah, you are. It's like, I, was listening to Eckhart Tolle's podcast the other day and he was telling a story about how a beggar was like holding out a bag, asking for coins, asking for money or like holding out a box or something. And then someone was like, well, what's in the box? And he opened the box and it was gold the entire time. So kind of just like analogy of like, you keep looking and asking for things outside of yourself to complete you. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you have it all along. It's already within you. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think you're talking about how it's so exciting for you to see younger people, including your own children, get to learn these traits and learn about this spiritual growth at such a young age. And I think that that's really, this is just the beginning of the spiritual evolution. Like Mm -hmm. that's just the nature of life is to grow and to evolve. And I believe we really are at the beginning of that evolution of going from a very egoic life to Mm -hmm. one that is magical to one that Mm -hmm. we can come on this physical earth and live this human life, but we can also at the same time connect and be with our true self and our true source and that our true power. Um, And it's absolutely something that's not going to happen overnight, but that's Mm -hmm. the reason why we're on this podcast today and um, we're sharing the message to everybody because it's becoming more and more prominent. Right. And even just learning the difference between what your subconscious is continually trying to get across to you and what your ego is, is continuing to come in and like sabotage everything that you're doing because it doesn't want to shift and change. It's, it's negating the good that you're trying to do. And so it's learning that, that process of really tapping in and tuning into yourself Mm -hmm. and understanding how you work. And by doing that, 
you can save yourself from a lot of things. I'm not saying the entire world, but just by learning to navigate you in your own spiritual curiosity, if you will, it just helps you navigate through life so that when life is hard, you have this beautiful toolbox of things that you can pick from that will help you get through your journey and not have to feel like you're suffering so much because I don't believe we were really put on this planet to suffer the way that people do. And, and I know I feel like I've suffered some in my life, but I think that's by choice by putting myself in that box, like you said, Mm -hmm. and not remembering to open the box and really look at, I do have golden things. I do have things that I really could turn into food for myself or whatever it is that this beggar has in the box that forgets. We forget. Yeah, we do. And it's literally like working out a spiritual muscle. Like you go Mm -hmm. to the gym and you work on your physical muscle or you see a therapist and you, that helps your mental health or your emotional health. This is just an aspect of that. Like it's all linked and you learn these tools. That's why you listen to these podcast episodes because you want to learn. And the key is to apply these learnings to your life. And my whole thing is I, I totally, I feel like I just came to this realization last year that we have a choice. Like what you just said, we have a choice. And there might be some people listening to this that might get angry with us saying that like, Mm -hmm. no, I didn't choose for all these bad things to happen. And you're right. Like you cannot control outside life circumstances, but you can choose to react to it, which is what we've been doing our entire lives from a very egoic standpoint of reacting, or you Mm -hmm. can choose to utilize these spiritual tools and learnings and respond to it instead. And it's two very, very different circumstances and situations and responses. And I have found that there is so much power in responding from a very centered, stabilized place instead of reacting and just kind of reverting back to that conditioned reacting of whether it means you get angry, you lash out, or you get really sad for days or whatever, it, or you fall victim, like whatever your reaction has been over your life, like you've conditioned yourself, mm-hmm. which everyone does. Nobody's immune to that. Everybody has some sort of conditioning that they have established over the years, but it's now you have a choice because you're aware of it. Right. Okay. How do I want to respond the next time that something like this happens? Mm-hmm. And there is so much power in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, agreed. Totally. Totally agree. And very grateful for the path that I have been on for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, because it really, in December, when I had my car accident, it was, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And just navigating through just reliving the accident day, day after day, like just reliving the accident, you know, it, it happened a half a not even a half a mile from my house. So pretty much every day now I drive through Mm. that same intersection that I had the accident in. I see the same telephone pole that I spun out into. I, and it was very, very hard and it still is hard, but I had to make a choice and I had to say to myself, okay, Caroline, you can't let this wreck you. 
no pun on the wreck. You mm-hmm. can't let it mess you, the rest of you up. Yeah. So you need to start figuring out. It shook me to the point where I didn't remember I had a business. I had, you know, it was just weird. Like that whole part of me was just like not in existence anymore. And I'm like, Caroline, let's start doing breath work. Let's start pulling out using our crystals. Let's start moving. Try to move the body a little bit. I know you can't move it a whole lot, but let's just breathe. Let's go back into breath work. And I think about all the people that don't have any of that. Yeah. You know, and it, it made me realize how much I do have. Yeah. And that I can call on those things. And that's why it's so, I think, like you said, for people to, to broaden their horizons and listen to podcasts, because it just, that little spark of, wait, what is breath work? I don't know. I've never heard of breath work or I've never heard of hot yoga or whatever kind of yoga, or I've never heard of working with crystal energy or whatever it is. Like it's just sparking curiosity in someone saying, Oh, let me go research that and see what that's all about. Maybe it can help me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so with all of that, that we've talked about, how do you feel like your life has changed the most since you started or since or like to today, like mm-hmm. from when you started, maybe when you started your podcast and just being curious about other people's lives and lessons they've learned to right now. And I know you mentioned the Michael Singer book. What do you think has created the most impact or difference in your life to right now? That's a great question. I honestly think, and I know this isn't super spiritual, but it was seeing a therapist. Mm. And my therapist, I it is like a gift from the universe that she entered my life. So I live in New Jersey and mm. I went on vacation on a European vacation back in like the fall of 2019. And we went to Italy and I've been to Italy before, very comfortable. Like I'm very adapt to traveling, but for whatever reason on this trip, my anxiety was just out of control. Having waking up in the middle of the night with panic attacks have never had that in my entire life. And Mm. so having this new experience on top of being on vacation in Italy, like this should not be happening to me. So it was just like compounding on compounding on compounding. And when I got back, I was like, I need help. Like something is clearly not balanced within me. And so I sought out just like a normal talk therapist in in New Jersey. And I saw her for a few months and we were just not vibing. (laughs) We were just not clicking. And so I stopped seeing her at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I remember just like sitting on my couch crying because I wanted to see a therapist, but I just, I had no idea who who to seek out. And I was like, universe, like, please just help. I need your help. And the next day I was on my computer researching content for a podcast episode and I, it was about energy and I found this blog post and it was all written about energy and how our body is always trying to get back to homeostasis. And it was like this blend of like science, but Mm -hmm. spirituality. And I like connected with it so deeply. And I scrolled to the bottom of the blog and it was written by two women who Hillary and Kim, and they work at Authenticity Associates out in California. And at the bottom, it says like they're doctors, like 
they are professionally trained, but they give therapy sessions online via Zoom. And and it said like, reach out for a therapy session or like reach out for a call or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like these are professional doctors who blend like science and body and nervous system regulation and all that stuff with spiritual growth. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is exactly what I need. And so I called and within like two hours, Hillary, one of the doctors called me back and she became my therapist for the past like two years. And she has changed my life instead of just like traditional talk therapy, which I think is also so powerful. We blended what she calls brain spotting. So it's more of like you kind of enter into this like very meditative state with your eyes open and you're staring at like one section the entire time. Mm -hmm. And you kind of talk through from that state, whatever you're feeling in the moment, whether it's anxiety and it's a lot of mind body connection as well, which Mm -hmm. I'm super about. So all of her and Kim's work is focused on mind, body, like body regulation, like nervous system regulation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I feel a shift within myself. And because of that shift now, I cleared out all of the stuff over the years that has blocked me up and caused those panic attacks in Europe. And I have healed that. And now because of that healing, I can now explore my spirituality on a, an entirely new new level. So I do have to say that is really, and I'm not saying once again, I'm perfect, but that has been like the starting point. Like after I kind of went through the really hard sessions with her, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I feel myself changing. That's interesting. As you were telling that story, right? I'm listening to you telling the story. My analytical brain starts kicking in. And I'm thinking to myself, man, she was in Italy and she starts having like random panic attacks. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder. Hi all, taking a quick episode break to invite you to go a little further into the true journey. If you would like daily inspiration and notifications of exclusive content and workshop information, please sign up for my newsletter. The link will be in the show notes. And if you're just a little curious about some of the things that I offer and a little bit more about what I do, please go to my website at thetruenorthtribe.com and that's true without the E. Link will also be in the show notes. I'd love to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. Wow. And then you keep going with your, and you're like, yeah, but then I came home and I, So had you started yoga yet when you went to Italy? I had actually, I had done yoga for years before that. Okay. Okay. And had you done yoga prior, like right up prior to you leaving to go to Italy? Um, I might have done like a few sessions here and there, but it was not on a regular basis. Okay. Okay. Because, and I know we taught, we, we talked a little bit about the yoga thing when I was on your podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. But yoga has a tendency to allow us to release, just like breath work does. It allows the, the, the trauma and things that are stored in the fascia, which is that thin film on the human body. Like if you were to skin the human body, not to be gross, but anatomical here, there's like a, a, a white sheath 
like when you're, have you ever seen this sheet? Like a, like when you're cleaning chicken, you have that, that mm-hmm. white filmy stuff that's called yeah. fascia. And the human body is covered from head to toe with fascia. And in that fascia, obviously there's cells, but doctors have, and, and scientists, we store things in the fascia. So when you have trauma stored in fascia and you stretch in yoga, it releases traumas, mm. energy from the body. And we never know when that energy release is going to create a panic attack or a whatever to come up. So when I'm thinking about your experience, I'm like, okay, her subconscious knew that she was on this vacation and the ego stepped in and was like, okay, you think you want to come out here and have all this fun and you're going to relax and you want to be on vacation, but we have other plans for you. We're going to test you out here. We're going to see how strong you really are. And you don't even realize any of this is going on. You're just waking up in a panic attack. And I'm just, I'm, I'm simply just telling you what my brain is downloading as you're telling me this as to what the true story really was with all of you going through that. Wouldn't it be interesting if that's really what the, what the whole thing was, was it was, it was your body kind of forcing you into that state of, okay, we're going to start throwing panic attacks at you because there's other things that you need to work out. And you don't even realize you're just waking up and you're like, crap, I'm having panic attacks in Italy. What is the problem? Like why I'm staring at beauty all day. Like what, what is, (laughs) I can't even imagine, but that's when it really hit. That's when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Because your body doesn't know how to react in a state like that. And it starts, well, what are we going to do? This is not normal. Like, Mm -hmm. We don't, where, where are we going to do like even people who, you know, maybe your body was subconsciously thinking, where am I going to work out here? Where am I going to do yoga? There's no place to do yoga around here. Now what? You don't even realize you're thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your body starts releasing all of these, these traumas and it has nowhere to go, but in a panic attack, because it wants to be released. Mm-hmm. And so It's just fascinating how the body sometimes attempts to sabotage our things, Mm. experiences, and create something completely different to make us view or see something about ourselves that we didn't know was even there. Like you said, you were like, why am I here having panic attacks in Italy on a vacation? Like, I am not afraid. Mm -hmm. But there was subconsciously something you feared or something was being released and you were re- in a relaxed state enough for it to be released and to come out. So it's, it's just, again, fascinating that the human body works in this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad that you were able to find a therapy that helped you move through these, you know, episodes and, helped you understand that, that mind body connection, because now, you know, the difference between your body in state A, state B, state C, however many states you want to add to it. Yeah. It's not, absolutely. It's not like I'm cured ever. I still, to be honest, have apprehension going on vacations. I mean, I've been to Costa Rica since, and that was my only other international trip. And 
there was definitely some, I feel like, underlying anxiety. I mean, I think there's, that's normal going to a new place. You know, you go from, especially I I work a lot. And so, and I like to work, you know, I work my day job, but then I also do my podcast on the side. So I'm always busy, always doing something. And then you go from that state to a vacation where you're supposed to relax. It's, it's a little weird. And a lot of people can relate to that, but I'm definitely not cured by any means, but to your point, I now understand why it's happening and it's not taking me off guard and I have the tools and I know what I need to do to make sure that it doesn't spiral. And at the end of the day, it all comes back to that one word we've been talking about, which is choice. Mm -hmm. We have a choice, especially when we have the awareness. It's like choice and awareness are so powerful. Once you have the awareness, you can make the choice to go in a different direction. And um, I think it was you, we talked about this on my podcast, you have on your website, nothing changes when nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. Like once you have that awareness, you have the choice to make a different decision. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's uncomfortable and your ego wants to rebel because it essentially wants to self-sabotage you in a sick way. (laughs) But like you you can make a choice to be uncomfortable. You're strong enough. You're powerful enough to live with that discomfort temporarily mm-hmm. until that becomes your new norm and your second nature. And that's like what I have to tell myself all the time when instead of worrying and getting in my head and coming back to just being in this present moment as purely as I can, right. and that urge wants to go back to living in my head. And because that's what I've been doing for the past 27 years of my life. But I know where that's going to lead. I know what the end result of that is. So once you have that awareness, you can make the choice. Okay, I'm going to do something different. Don't really know what the outcome is going to be. But I just know that if I go down this path again, it's going to lead me to where I've always been. And if I'm spending all these years doing yoga and sharing people's spiritual growth stories and really going after my own spiritual growth story. Like clearly I want something to change. So I need to just do it. I need to take that action consistently and just do it. Right. I mean, it's choice. And the scary thing about choice is that people underestimate the power of their own choice and they don't want to hold, they, they don't want that responsibility on their shoulders, because it's a lot easier to say, I am this way because of this person, or I am this way because of this situation. And they allow those choices to control every aspect of their life instead of claiming a new version of their story, because they have the potential and they have the, they have the pen. It's the story of their own life. So they need to write their own chapter, write it how you want it, write your chapter the way you want it to come out. Stop looking at, or stop worrying about other people dictating what goes in your book. It's Mm your, it's your book. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, why, why do we continue to try to, or, or allow people to keep putting things into our book that we don't want? 
I'm curious. I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to ask you a question. Why okay. do you think that is? Because it, hearing us talk about it, it, it is so easy to say, you know, yeah, like I'm the captain of my own ship. I'm going to write my own book. Yeah. Like I'm not going to let that person's story derail my journey, but it's so much easier said than done. So Mm -hmm. why do you think we allow other people's experiences to have such power on our own? I think we do because we don't, one, we haven't built the strength enough to believe that we have the power to shift. We haven't built up that inner courage or that bravery or that just willingness to, to put that story to the side and, and not believe it because it's so ingrained in our DNA. It's so ingrained, you know, ancestrally maybe, or it's, it's part of a, a traumatic experience that we, that we had as a child or a teenager or whatever it is. And if we don't, pull that out from the root. And I say this because of my hypnotherapy background. If we don't get to the root of where that experience came from in one of the various different therapies that we can use in hypnotherapy, you continue to believe. And that becomes just a larger and larger part of how you live your life. And you're not even aware of it, but those choices that you, that you were given as a child or experiences that you had as a child really mapped out a lot of how you lived your life and believe it or not, you go back to those stories. But the main thing is, is rewiring, reprogramming your thought process to where it's not something you always go back to. It's not the thought that you always keep going. Oh, well, they told me that I was stupid in ninth grade because I couldn't get through a geometry problem. Well, if I had believed that my whole life, because that's what my teacher told me in the middle of class in front of all of my peers in class, that I was so stupid, how could I not figure out this theorem? And I can go back to that experience with my eyes closed and I am back into that ninth grade classroom hearing my teacher say that. And of course I'm sitting there like I wanted to cry, but I mean, it's if we don't reprogram those circumstances. I can't change what she said, mm-hmm. but I can go back in and reprogram and remind myself that I am not stupid and that I did make something of my life. It was just a circumstance. And our thoughts are not us. Our thoughts are passing blurbs. Like I say to my clients, think of them as clouds passing in the sky. It's a thought. Don't attach it to yourself because you end up taking those thoughts and those thoughts can turn into actions if you're not careful. And then those actions lead to circumstances and those circumstances lead to how you feel about yourself. And then it just becomes a spiral. We're just going like cat chasing its tail. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, they don't want to take that ownership of claiming their own life, their story and how they want it to pan out. It's easier for them to live in that discomfort because they're so used to being, even if that world is like a wrecking ball, it's easier for them to face every morning because they know the outcome. Whereas if they change, they don't know the, where, where the path may lead, but it requires them to surrender surrender the outcome, but know 
that you want something better for yourself. And you deserve that. And you deserve, you deserve that. But unless someone I think really works with that person, and especially if they have like very deep seated traumas about themselves, it's very hard to just pull somebody out of that book and be like, no, you're not the villain. But I've been a villain in this book for the last 35 years of my life. But you're really not. That's what you were told. That's what the person wrote about you. But if you know different about yourself, then you have the the beauty of writing the rest of your book. It's not over. Yeah. And I think that's a practice in itself. Mm -hmm. Even when you just come up with that realization, it's not going to change overnight. Like it's a practice that, okay, like every single time I get triggered, I need to remind myself that I can look at this from a different angle from a more realistic angle. You know, I heard once because it's so easy for us to identify with our thoughts. And I heard once that our thoughts are like, it's just a side effect of our human mind. If you believe, if you're listening to this podcast and you believe we are, what's the saying? We're not of this world. We're just in it temporarily. Like if you believe in that, that at the end of the day, we are something outside of our human bodies and outside of this life that we can see with our five senses, then this, this might help you kind of detach from those thoughts because your stomach digests your food, your heart beats, like every part of our human body has a function and the brain thinks that's just its function. It's not you. It's not truly who you are. And you just get to be witness to the thoughts that it produces. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, these thoughts are repetitive. They're habitual thoughts and they are focused, unfortunately, around negativity a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. it's really just kind of, you can't, I don't know, like I don't, I haven't mastered the whole like not thinking negative thoughts yet, but like you can't control once again how you respond to it, which like you said, I love that you use the cloud analogy. You have the choice to not feed it with your energy. You can just kind of observe it. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. There's my mind. There's my ego trying to keep me safe or there's my ego being its habitual self again. And just kind of like, let it go on its way. But the second that you turn towards it and feed it energy with your awareness, Mm -hmm. then that's when it manifests and it grows into something that it wasn't in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, But all these theories and rational and realizations are great. But once again, it's a spiritual muscle that you have to practice Mm -hmm. and intentionally wake up every day and say, I'm going to make sure that I stay on track today. And I'm going to make sure that I really build my spiritual muscle even stronger today. Right. And it does take practice and it's not, and it's not easy all the time. I mean, I know that we, we've kind of talked about how, you know, we'll just rewrite your thing or do this or do that. And you also have to believe in what you are moving towards, because if you don't really believe it, you're not embodying it with your actions, with your, your just energetic frequency. The other day I learned, and this is new research, I I think as of like maybe a year or two ago, I don't know, maybe a little bit longer, but that the heart actually has neurons and the heart, they found that it, it is able, it's almost like it has the, some capacity like the brain has to where the heart 
acts as a second brain to our actions and things that we respond to. And it was very fascinating to read about. Um, if you if you have time, I, I would read, you know, maybe you can look it up and read a little bit more about it. But it was just so interesting. And I mean, the, a whole nother podcast is like on how we operate in frequency. Our bodies energetically have a frequency. Well, yes, frequency. But if you are constantly in a, in a depressive state, if you are constantly in negative thinking, just very down, probably getting sick a lot, your frequency, if we were to measure the, the, the hurts coming out of your body, you would probably be operating at a low frequency. Whereas people who operate on a higher frequency, I'm not saying that they don't get sick, but energetically, they are less prone to being in depressive states, thinking depressive thoughts, thinking in the negative realm, being sick a lot. Because the body is emanating more energetically, positively. So when we talk about embodying that, that positive and that, that high energetic, you know, that phrase, you know, be high vibe, there's a reason behind that. I know it sounds very California-y, California-y but it's really true. And again, that's a whole nother podcast on energetics, but when we learn to embody that version of ourself that's going to get us through the next part of our journey, we have to be willing to leave some part of us behind. Mm. Because if we're used to operating in that low vibration and you want to be in a better state, you're going to have to up the vibration. And that's through doing the things, your whatever spiritual practice you have, whatever you want to do, whoever you whatever source you pray to or think about or subscribe to that's your spiritual practice. And nobody's telling you any different, Mm -hmm. but taking care of your body, doing good things for the body, moving the body, breathing, all the things are going to up your frequency. So when you go through those states where you're contemplating your thought processes and you're, you're in that you know, depressive place of, oh my gosh, my life sucks. And how am I going to do this? And it's their fault. And I'm always in this position and people are always doing these things to me. And I'm always in this, um, the chain of bad luck. Own it. Yeah. Okay. Your, your life has been hard. And I understand you have the capacity and the ability to pull yourself out. Yeah. Ask for help. Ask for help. There are so many places online that you can ask for help. There's so many TikToks and Instagram posts and you name it. Like people are putting free content out. Like, like I can teach people to breathe mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go to a breathwork class. If you go to a breathwork class, is it great? And is it wonderful? And is it going to be more engaging? Of course, because I'm leading you through it and I'm walking you through it and I'm holding your hand and I'm telling you, you can do this and I'm telling you to get it out but you can do it on your own. And it's hard. Yes, I know it's hard. But the main thing that I think we want people to get out of this is that the change begins with you. Mm -hmm. You have the power and nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. If anybody gets anything out of this show, I think that's the big message is you hold the power. You already have the gold within you. 
to make the change. It's just now you making the decision of, okay, I'm going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to do stuff that's outside of my comfort zone that I've never done before. But for the sake of my life, I'm only here for, I could be gone tomorrow. You know, like we're not here for a long period of time and I want to live life to the fullest. And it's just kind of like taking back your power. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of us come here for this journey anyways, is to learn through that experience of separation and that experience of polarities to, Mm. to kind of relearn everything that we are, that I believe that we already know on the other side, but this is just part of our evolution. Um, so don't get down on yourself if you've had a bad day or bad what you think is a bad life or whatever, it's all here to serve you in some way. If you choose to look at it from that angle, mm-hmm. um, I, I believe that I do. Yeah. It doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make it easier to get through. Like right. you still have to do the hard work to get out of that situation right. or that mindset or whatever. But I do believe, I mean, just looking back, like going back to talking about the anxiety that I've dealt with, I, looking back in the moment, it sucked and I wanted anything to get out of it. But also hindsight's 2020, looking back at where I'm at at today, if I didn't have those anxious episodes or that time in high school where I literally was like, what is life? (laughs) Like contemplating these huge questions that left me in this just like mental, like, oh, like what is life? Like a fog, literally. it, you're, that's a great way to describe it. It's like you're in this fog trying to just figure it out. If I didn't go through all of that, I wouldn't have found spirituality. I just wouldn't have because if I wasn't anxious that one day in London, my friend would never have recommended mm-hmm. the book to me that really kind of just spiraled me into this entire new direction of my life. And it's not finished. It's just beginning. But like it has led me into a direction that I feel more passionate about that I know is my purpose, but like that never would have happened if I didn't have anxiety on that London trip, you know? So you kind of have to remind yourself of those situations where at the time it was like, wow, this really sucks. But then how, what ended up coming out of that situation? And maybe you're still in the middle of the suck, you Mm -hmm. know, but like they're absolutely has been times in your life where you have come out on the other side of that sucky situation and probably something better came of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, but like I challenge everyone listening to look for that. And then the next time you're in that bad situation, remind yourself of that one time that you came out, you survived and how it changed you for the better, how it changed your life for the better. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that's, that's the goal of life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, another, another quick thing is I was thinking about you being 27, you were almost in that, in that space, you were almost leading up to your Saturn return. Oh, I know nothing about that. Okay. So (laughs) Saturn, and I'll make it really quick with the Saturn return. The Saturn return is basically like, it's when your body kind of at 27. And again, I didn't know this when I was 27. Had I known this, it might've made my life a little easier, but now I can, you know, share yeah. the wisdom. Um, 
it's basically when the body just goes through like this whole transitional where, you know, things are just chaotic. Things are, you know, not, not copacetic. You've got wild things happening. You don't understand. And it's just like Pandora's box open for you. Welcome to almost 27. And this is the years leading up to becoming 27. Well, this is, probably you would probably start to feel this like a little bit approaching your 27th year. Okay. And then through your 27th year. Okay. And then where it's going to revisit again when you are 42. Okay. That does make sense. Like just thinking back to this past year. So when you look, if anybody's listening to this podcast and you're, you're ending your 26th year of life and you're, you're 26 and you're approaching into your 27th year just look at some, be aware of the things that are going on in your life. And if you are 27 listening to this, look at what's going on in your life and take note of it. Because if there are things chaotic in your life right now, there's a reason for it. And um, again, if we know these tools and we can kind of, I don't want to say foreshadow, but if I know that if the restaurant that I'm going to is only black tie, why would why would I show up in a pair of jeans and a sparkly sweatshirt? I know that they're not going to let me in the door. So I'm setting myself up already for failure. If I don't pay attention to what's coming up, the more that I involve myself, I mean, I've always been, you know, I I think excited about the stars and the moon and the, the, the energy that comes from the cosmos, but even now more, now that I have this other, you know, this whole groundwork of all of the things that I do, I, now I'm really beginning to, to, to hone into like the, the cosmic action and the cosmic specifics to how it controls or it dictates a lot of what goes on on the earth. Yeah. And it's so just fascinating. I mean, it just, and, and people can say that it's whatever and they don't believe it. And they're like, how does the moon control people's energies? And I'm like, okay, if you've never been a teacher or you've never been a firefighter or a nurse in an emergency room on full moons or a teacher in school on full moons, don't shoot Question. the messenger here. Yeah. Like it's real. It's real. If, if the tide, if the moon can control the tides on the water on the earth, what makes you think it doesn't control the body? You yeah. are 75% water Yeah. on a good day. So that energy controls a lot of what you do because yeah. you are water. You are made up of water and energy. So of course the moon is going to have, but the moon is a raw. Okay. <laughs> Let's stop there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's I feel so like much... those types of people, like they're just not, which there's nothing bad in saying this, but like when talking about this, there's probably a group of people that are like, oh my God, amen. Like I resonate with 1000% of what Caroline is saying. But then there's that other group that's like, eh, I don't yeah. know, you know, and that's fine. You felt fine. too hard in the playground in kindergarten. <laughs> you know, that that's fine. They can think that, but that just you know what? Like that just means that they're not ready to, Mm -hmm. to learn about just as I'm not ready to learn about other things in life, you know, maybe spirituality and this type of conversation is not for that person at this point in their life. And that's, that's fine. But, um, no, I, I, I need to learn more about the cosmos because I, and my fiance, Kyle, and I have an inside joke about it. I love the moon. (laughs) Like there has just, I have 
always felt this connection to the When's your birthday? I, I forgot to ask you your birthday. June 25th. Okay. I, I, I like literally know nothing about like astrology or anything like that, but I have always felt like I like look up at the moon on like a clear night and I'm just like, oh, my home. Like, that's how I feel. It's like the most bizarre feeling. And that's how I've always felt. And I don't know if you know this movie, Caroline, but when I was a little girl on Disney Channel, there was this movie called Xenon. Oh, Um, yeah. (laughs) I loved that movie. So Kyle is like, that's why you love the moon. Like, you want to be Xenon. I'm like, no, no. It's just there's this connection I have with the moon. It's hard to explain. But um, I totally believe it. We're all connected. We, you need we to listen all. to. Um, you need to listen. I did a meditation, uh-huh. and it's it's a bonus meditation, and it's on my podcast platform. You should probably listen to it. Okay. And when you listen to it, you're going to be like, "Oh yes, I know why Caroline told me to listen to this." Because when you listen to it, you're going to be like, "Oh, okay, she has the same fascination that I do." Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We'll be in touch after this episode and I'll get all the juice shots, the meditation, all the info. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. So we have covered a lot of ground here today. I would say so. Yes, yes, Yes. we have. We have so much fun. So much fun. Is there anything that, because I'm, we're over like an hour here. I don't want to, I know your time is precious here, but is there anything that I didn't ask you today that you would want listeners to know about either you or something that you want to share or that you think people should know can be about you. It can be about just universally what you think, a thought or whatever. I want to say we've been talking about it this whole time is the power of choice Mm -hmm. and the power of realizing your power that you already have within you. And I'm so all about this because like I said, I just came to this realization late last year when I found myself reacting and kind of reverting back to that old conditioning. Mm -hmm. But then I literally controlled my awareness to come back to this present moment, which is all Eckhart. Eckhart Tolle, if none of you have heard of him before, please look him up after this. Mm -hmm. If you are into the present moment, if you want to know how this moment you're living and experiencing right now can be your portal, so to speak, to a peaceful life. Like that's all he teaches. And there's so many different wonderful spiritual teachings out there. And I've listened to what feels like all of them. But lately at this point in my life, his teachings around present moment awareness have just resonated with me so deeply. And there have been times where I have felt myself kind of starting to go down that like fearful spiral of like, oh my goodness, like overthinking. Cause like, once you get in that mind, <laughs> mind rat race, like, mm-hmm. a hard thing to get out of. So like yes. having that awareness from the very beginning of that, and then utilizing these tools that Eckhart teaches of coming fully, just awareness at the right. end of the day, you're the one being aware of the thoughts. You aren't the thoughts because you have a happy right. thought. And then the next minute you have a negative thought. So you it doesn't make sense because you can't have, if you are a thought, you can't have all these different, con- right. you know, um, contradicting thoughts Right. and you have different emotions. So you're not always a happy person or else you would always have happy emotions. But mm-hmm. the key is you're the one experiencing all of that. And so realizing that 
and then kind of stepping out of that powerful pull of the thought or that powerful seductive pull of the emotion that your ego wants you to feed, mm-hmm. you can just observe it and just kind of drop into your body as much as possible. And then fairly quickly, it's hard at first. It is so hard at first, but fairly quickly you get out of it. And then right. you enter this state of just like, after doing it over and over and over, you enter the state of just like a live pure awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a beautiful experience. So I would just say if anyone is just looking for some new content to ingest, whether it's through a book or an audiobook or a podcast, please look up Eckhart Tolle. He has just been such a hero in my life lately. Um, but yeah, just keep learning and stay curious and ask lots of questions. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe one more question here. Where do you see yourself in the next year? Oh my gosh. Wow. (laughs) Um, that's a great question. I, to be honest, I'm really content with my life right now. I work as a buyer nine to five for Burlington stores. So it's like a TJ Maxx Ross. It's an off-price retailer. So I'm a buyer for them and it, I, I really like my job. So I see myself doing that a year from now, along with just continuing to grow my podcast. Um, it's funny and you'll experience this Caroline as you go through the evolution of your podcast, how every single season it evolves into something completely different, whether it's like the content you're sharing or the platform or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing my podcast since 2018. And this year I'm recording all my podcast episodes virtually live on a platform called Fireside, which was co-founded by Mark Cuban. And it is like you, it's the coolest experience. It was, it was very cool. Yeah. It was very cool. And I've never, and I've always been the type of person like, wow, to have my own talk show, like Oprah one day, like how fun would that be? Right. And this is kind of like the version of that it's, but I get to do it in the comfort of my own home. (laughs) I mean, I record all my episodes in my closet, so it's like in the comfort of like my little closet, but it's such a different experience because you get to interact with the audience live, like audience members get to come up and ask questions and they get to interact with their emojis and they get to clap in real time and laugh in real time. And it's such an exhilarating experience. So I see myself just growing my podcast through that platform Mm -hmm. and growing my voiceover business. That's been something that I've really just been doing kind of like as a hobby to make some side cash Mm -hmm. to support and feed my podcast mostly. But I definitely see myself evolving into, into that one day. And it's actually really funny. Cause I, to my right, I have a vision board and I have like a, yo- a picture of like a woman doing yoga on here. I have a forest to symbolize like morning nature walks that I love to take. And then I also have in the upper right-hand corner, a voiceover microphone setup. And then I have a picture of Kristen Bell um, recording frozen. And then I have a picture of like the Walt Disney world studios logo because I'm like, how fun. I mean, I did theater when I was a kid. Like I love acting. I have always loved movies and drama and all that. I'm like, how fun would it be if my voiceover journey leads me to being a voiceover actor in like a movie one day for an animated movie at Disney? Like you just never know. So, um, I don't know if that'll happen within a year, but (laughs) that's just something in the next year I'll be working towards and keeping myself open to. Okay. And if people want to find you, um, maybe to do a voiceover, 
Is there a specific website that you want them to go to where they can find you to hire you to do a voiceover? Yeah, absolutely. So I am on voices.com. It's the number one marketplace in the world for finding voiceover actors. So you can just go to voices.com and type in my name and my profile will come up. And we will make sure that will be in the show notes and it's also on the pod page. And thank you. I think that that's, I think that we've, uh, we've, we've done, we've done a lot today and we've learned a lot today and hopefully we've inspired someone today to take, uh, to take spiritual, curious action in directing the rest of their life. I love that. Thank you so so much for having me, Caroline. It's been a lot of fun. No problem. I look forward to sharing, hopefully having like a part two, because definitely we've got lots of, I'll have lots of follow-up to like talk about and do and, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So thank you. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks, Caroline. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I really appreciate and value your time. If you think that someone else could use a listen to this message today that you heard, please share it with them. And if you enjoyed today's message, I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes. Also, if you want to make sure that you don't miss any upcoming episodes, hit that subscribe button. I hope that you have an amazing day and I can't wait to chat with you next week. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes and the choice is always yours. Have a beautiful week, my friends.